Welcome everyone to the Courageous Truth Podcast. I am your host, Eric Lundberg. I am a proud pastor, a proud parent, a proud business owner, and a proud American. Here at the Courageous Truth Podcast, we strive to live courageously through the lens of scripture and build courageous lives in a world that is driven by fear. Tune in today for your dose of courageous truth. Welcome everyone to the Courageous Truth Podcast. I am so glad that you are spending a little bit of time with me this week. I want to take a few minutes today and talk about advocating for our youth and advocating for our young people. We've had some intense topics the last couple weeks, and I think it's so important that on this platform and on this podcast that these are the things that we're addressing. So I do hope that you're subscribing, you're listening, you're leaving reviews to build this platform out. I believe now more than ever we need courageous pastors, courageous church leaders, courageous men and women to speak out the truth and stand strong against the culture of the spirit of this age, this this antichrist culture that we find ourselves in. Psalms 127 verse 3 says this, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. In the New Living Translation, it says this, same uh, reference, children are a gift from the Lord, they are a reward from him. If they were a reward, and if they are a gift, wouldn't we want to do everything we can to protect it? I think at times, and I am the most guilty of this before anybody else, we get lazy, we get lackadaisical, we don't really want to put up that much of a fight, especially with our own kids. But we need to realize that our kids are in a battle, and we need to go on the offensive for our kids and our teens. Gen Z, which is this generation of youth and young people and children, which I believe is the greatest generation ever to exist, is misunderstood, is spiritually oppressed, and I also believe that they are emotionally and mentally confused. And we're going to look at that when I come back from the break just a little bit. But the time has come to rally and really take a look at what our kids facing. When we were growing up, when I was growing up in the 90s, the big thing that we had to deal with was peer pressure. We had to deal with pressure from our peers to have sex, to do drugs, to party, to look at things we shouldn't have looked at. And now we're seeing more of a culture pressure and dare I say authoritative pressure and a pressure from authority. You see, what is being pushed in schools are all the things that we fought against when we were young. The drugs, they're now being pushed in schools. Sexuality is being pushed in schools. I'll talk a little bit about when I get back from the break about the gender dysphoria and just some of these different things that our young people are facing. But we, as the generation before them, have got to be courageous, and we've got to talk about it. We've got to have a response. We've got to be able to discern what is going on spiritually around them. And I think that something that has not helped at all, and that is the disintegration of the family. The disintegration of the family, and it 
It started back in the 50s when women needed to start to work outside of the home. When, when, when two parents left the home, there was nobody home for the kids. There wasn't a nurturing presence. My wife and I made a commitment when we got married that there was always going to be one parent in the home. And there was even a season where my wife went to work and I stayed home. Naomi was working for the census and I stayed home because that was a commitment we made. We've had some years where we've struggled financially, but God has blessed us. God has honored us for doing that, for keeping that presence in the home. Another thing we've done, and I'm just saying this just to throw it out there, is we have decided to take our, our kids out of the public school system. And I'm going to talk a little bit when we get back from the break, some of the things they're facing in the public school system where we can't protect them from. And guess what? I'm not going to put the protection and spiritual discipleship of my kids at risk by putting them under teachers that I may never even meet and I may adherently disagree with. That's just us. I know there's a lot of parents who keep their kids in public schools and there's no judgment there, but we were faced with the tough reality that we had to pull our kids out of the government institutions. We didn't want them conditioned. We didn't want them indoctrinated. And we decided that we were going to own that. That's one way we didn't want them to have to face the authority pressure and the culture pressure while they're at school. They need to be under our covering. And there's a price that came with that decision. But when I come back from the break, I want to take a look at the battlefield that our young people are facing. What does it look like? What's the landscape of that battlefield? And what is our response as the church? And what is our response as parents? This is just a reminder to go ahead and hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate your support here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. Your subscription helps me to know how to create greater content and better serve you, my listener. Thank you for hitting that subscribe button right now. And I'm back. I want to take a look right now and I kind of want to give us all a picture of what is the battlefield? What does it look like? What are our young people? What are our, our children? What are our teens? What are they facing? What are they actually facing in the conditioning that's coming at them from the culture? And it, I, I think that we really need to, a sobering reality and a sobering look at what they're really after. We have a culture that is telling them they can choose their gender, that they can decide they're not old enough to drive a car, they're not old enough to vote, they're not old enough to sign their own waivers, but they are old enough to choose their own gender. And which, by the way, there's no anchor to that. There's no solid foundation to choosing their own gender. It's based all on emotions and how they feel in the moment. And authority figures are telling them that. That is extremely dangerous. This is one of the most dangerous attacks on humanity that I can remember in my lifetime. The gender dysphoria is a mental health issue, and they are being influenced by it either directly or indirectly. And then there's the sexual expression, the, you know, you can... You know, sex is, it's not even so much free anymore. It's almost expected. It's, they're teaching it in our schools in a way that is absolutely wicked and completely contrary to scripture. 
There was a bill passed in Washington state and many other states that make it mandatory for these wicked and evil antichrist sexual curriculums to be taught in our schools. People will argue about them, that they're good and they're for health. No, they're wicked and they're evil. Read through the Flash curriculum. Read through some of these other curriculums that talk about consent and talk about these other things. And the age that they're starting at and and just the, the anti-biblical stance that these take is just, it makes my stomach sick. We're seeing critical race theory being taught and we're seeing it on the rise in public school. You know, the, the thought that we're all racist to begin with, especially white people. White people, we can't help but be racist and we need to be deprogrammed from birth. We're born racist and all this other nonsense. It's absolute trash. It's absolute garbage. Look into critical race theory. And maybe I'll put some links in the show notes if I remember, but look into critical race theory and what it is, is just awful. It's terrible. Um, It just creates oppressors and victims. It does nothing to help racism. Racism is a heart and sin issue. And the way to solve racism is repentance through the blood of Jesus Christ. We're seeing suicide at an all-time high. Every one of us has been affected either directly or indirectly by it, the self-harm. We're seeing the legalization of drugs. When I was a kid, marijuana was outlawed. Now it's legal. You can buy it on any corner. We're seeing now legalization of heroin and other harder drugs. We're seeing a violent mob culture that these kids are growing up. Not just the fear of terrorism, but this mob culture, that the, the riot culture, this activism is at an all-time high. We're seeing the propaganda media that is completely distorting the truth. They don't even know what truth looks like. All they're being fed is lies at everywhere they turn. That is the battlefield. What is the church's response? Number one, the church's response is to talk about it and expose it. Talk and expose. The second thing the church needs to do is we need to teach the truth of God's word. And number three thing we need to do is we need to equip our young people to know the difference between what's true and what's a lie and how to stand for the truth. And what is a parent's response? Number one, a parent's response is to create a Holy Spirit-filled home culture where you can talk about the tough things in life, where we can pray, we can read the Bible, we can prophesy, where we can have discussions in our home. Those are the two institutions that are going to save our youth, the home and the church. The bottom line is this, the church and parents need to partner together to equip this generation, the Gen Z generation, for the new normal. We're not going back to any other normal. We're not going back to the way it used to be. The world has forever changed. And the church and the parents now, more than ever, need to partner together. Parents, listen to me loud and clear. It is not the youth ministry's responsibility to disciple your kids. It's not. It is your, your responsibility as a parent. In closing, I want to read out of Luke chapter 9, verse 37 through 43. The word of God says this. This is Jesus having an encounter with a family in trouble. 
The Bible says this, on the next day when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. And behold, a man from the crowd came out, teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. And behold, a spirit seizes him, and he suddenly cries out. It convulses him so that he foams at the mouth, and it shatters him and will hardly leave him. And I begged your disciples to cast him out, but they could not. Jesus answered, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming, the demon threw him on the ground and convulsed him. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the boy and gave him back to his father. And they were astonished at the majesty of God. Jesus wants to deliver a generation from the gender dysphoria, from the racial twisting, from the drug addiction, from the activism, from the propagandist media and the propagandists everywhere they go. There has never been a generation that faced the kind of propaganda that they're facing now. Jesus wants to deliver us from all that, but here's the deal. He is empowering us to do it. He is empowering the church to do it, his disciples, and he is empowering the parents to do it. We can't sit and just watch our kids convulse in the culture and be oppressed by the demonic spirits, the antichrist spirit, the spirit of this age that is oppressing our young people. And that's the challenge I want to leave. Where are you at with your kids? Where am I at with my kids? Where's the church at with my kids? The church has a role, don't get me wrong, but it's not the primary role. And I would say this, if your church does not have a, a youth ministry or they're not putting priority on youth, then you need to find a new church and find a place. Get your kids involved in the church, but you've got to do the work of discipling it. You've got to do the work yourself. So that's all the time that I have for today. I went a little bit over, but I want to, this is just something that's heavy on my heart and uh, we're living in perilous times. And as I close today, I, I want to invite you to subscribe, as always, like, share this message. Next week, I'm going to start a series of interviews. I might even do two podcasts next week with my wife, Naomi Lundberg. I'm excited to have her on the Courageous Truth podcast. We're going to talk about everything from sexuality to the attack on uh, women and that we're having to face in this culture, and we're just going to have a good time, so I want Tune in, make sure you subscribe, and I will see you every week. New episodes drop on Sunday evening. God bless you. Make sure that you are courageous in your stand for the truth. Thank you for tuning in to the Courageous Truth Podcast. We live in a world that is in desperate need of courage and in desperate need of truth. My hope and prayer is that this podcast will equip and inspire you to live courageously for your families, for your communities, for your God, and for your country. Be courageous in your stance for truth in a world that has completely abandoned it. See you next time right here at the Courageous Truth Podcast. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button right now. Remember, I am your host, Eric Lundberg. Truth requires courage. <laughs>